0: I'm Robert Frank, and I never listened to I Doubt It With Dolomore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It With Dolomore. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us, boring authors the world over since 2014. This is episode 483 of I Doubt It with Dollamore and I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore. Today I'm joined by the lovely, talented, scholarly, other host of the show, Brittany Page, everybody.
1: I'm kind of in a mood, so. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah. What, which... Kind of mood.
1: A bad mood.
0: A bad mood. A
1: bad mood. A bad, bad mood. Well,
0: no one really announces a good mood, do they? But I'm really in a fucking mood right now. (laughs) What kind of mood? A really good one.
1: Mm Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's not really
0: how it works. Well, why are you in a bad mood?
1: Well, so you you heard about the weather, right? That it's.
0: I I have heard about the weather. I've heard it exists.
1: That it's freezing cold. Um, oh, yeah. In the Midwest. Like
0: insane cold. Like, I think uh, I read somewhere that it's colder or it's going to be colder in Chicago mm-hmm. than it is in Antarctica.
1: I've heard that. I've That's heard that.
0: That's fucking cold. Yeah. But like with the wind chill, I think.
1: Yes. Um, This morning, I saw a tweet that said it was negative 19 degrees in yeah. Chicago. And you have to think about um, there are. About eighty thousand homeless people, eighty thousand that live in the Chicago area. To so think about how cold it is, think about think
0: the- about what kind of society we live in that we allow eighty thousand people to be fucking homeless in one single city. That that, with notwithstanding, continue. Yeah.
1: Well, so now now you're getting it about my mood.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, why are you setting me off but, one of us has to be in a good mood for the show yeah
1: well and I read this article in the New York Times and they um, were interviewing people that are homeless in the Chicago area and they were talking about how they are afraid obviously because it's very cold they only have the clothes that they have they said that you know Desperate times call for desperate measures, so that they are willing to go to shelters, but that the shelters often have bedbugs. They're gross. That people will steal from them. Um, you they're know, they're also
0: dangerous.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and so it's just a it's a terrible situation. Um, but then I have people on my you know, social media profile.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I avoid these ding-dongs.
1: I swear to God. So one of my friends posted, I don't remember school closing down for cold weather, and I'll be 59 later this year.
0: Where are they from?
1: Kentucky. Times may have changed, but the weather doesn't much. Okay. What? So are they... These are, like, record-setting numbers that we're seeing. Are they not? Are they not?
0: Yeah, well, also... They live in Kentucky. I remember... Like, I don't remember the school ever closing because it was too cold growing up in northern Idaho. But... I don't remember it ever being like 19 below zero. And I can guarantee where that ding-dong grew up. It wasn't 19 below zero. That is dangerous temperatures.
1: Well, think about it. Okay, so... Let's just talk about facts, okay? Um wind chill temperatures in Kentucky dipped as low as the 30s below 0. Okay?
0: Like historically, you mean.
1: No, on Wednesday. Oh, on
0: Wednesday.
1: Okay, and um Jeez, that
0: it, is uh that's that's a chill.
1: Based on that, okay? Uh, frostbite could occur on any of the areas of exposed skin in just 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. Frostbite means uh, um Ne- ne- necropsy like your your the, the 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 tissues die they lose the ability to even maintain blood flow mm-hmm. and they turn black and like fingers fucking fall off yeah that's not oh you fucking pussy kids mm-hmm. you can't go to school when your your fingers fall off yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's danger that's Life-threatening danger.
1: Well, and apparently uh, Minnesota is the epicenter of the the cold outbreak, and there windshield temperatures have dropped as low as sixty-six degrees below zero. So this is insane. But then you have so I'm I'm reading this post, and I'm you know just like stewing in my anger sweat, <laughs> and I wait wait
0: wait wait wait. Brittany Page being very you're 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 painting a picture with your words. Yeah, you're stewing in your anger sweat
1: correct and i'm like where the hell is this person That's getting a salty this you know treat. it's like oh the kids should be going to school because one time i was cold and it was perfectly fine they'll be fine you know <laughs> what is this attitude you
0: know that is exactly what it and, is
1: and so i'm like where the hell is he getting this though oh gave away the gender sorry um so
0: <laughs> yeah like someone thought it was a woman acting like i'm real this. worried about
1: it so um but he got it from the governor Matt Bevan who Republican governor and, yeah. and he and he did a radio interview in Louisville and He talked about the kids not going to school, okay? He's like, now we cancel school for cold. I mean, ugh, come on now, he says. There's no ice going with it or any snow. What happens to America? We're getting soft, Terry. We're getting soft. It's better to err on the side of being safe, and I'm being only slightly facetious, but it does concern me a little bit that in America on this and on any number of other fronts, we're sending messages to our young people that if life is hard, you can curl up in the fetal position in a warm place and just wait until it stops being hard. Very, wow. Very practical advice
0: for frostbite. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm trying to, to wrap my brain around. Well, first of all, Matt Bevin, not exactly your, he's not some gristly, steely-eyed war veteran.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's... Matt Bevan, mm-hmm. the, the Governor of Kentucky..
1: Mm-hmm. You mean he's not a part of the Academy of Pediatrics that says that children's unique physiology makes them more susceptible to extreme temperatures because they're less able to regulate their body temperature than adults?:
0: Yeah, well, not, yes, yeah, absolutely that. Mm-hmm. But also, what do you mean the roads are slick and, and it, the, uh, it will put the children in greater danger when they, when they ride the bus to school. Look, life's a crapshoot, everybody.
2: Mm-hmm. We
0: just get those kids to school. If a few of them die, hey, man, that's the price of that's the price of fame. That's the price of education, son.
1: Yeah, thankfully, people who understand <laughs> perfect, um, thankfully, people who understand life have been challenging Matt Bevan. In fact, there was a Kentucky's Teacher of the Year, Jessica Duenas. Um, she posted a video on Twitter challenging Matt Bevan, Governor Matt Bevin, to prove how hard he is by going
0: outside. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah,
1: he should go sit outside.
0: Well, he, why Just not?
1: chill,
0: yeah. Oh, y'all soft, nah.
1: He's too soft to do that. I bet he's too <laughs> soft, you guys. He's not uh, hard enough to go stand outside.
0: It's kind of like Sarah Huckabee Sanders said about, uh, we're going to leave this to a higher authority. Mm-hmm. Look, the kids got to go to school, and if God wants him to live, He's just gonna let him live. Mm-hmm.
1: Leave it up to God, y'all. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the governor of Kentucky is like not prioritizing children's safety. That's really well. That's he's really a, great. he
0: is an evangelical nutter butter, Matt Bevin. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he is the one of the worst. Yeah. One of the absolute worst in the country.
1: But I just, this is such a weird thing to be talking about, you know, and especially if you live there, right? And you know how cold it is to then be like, things sure have changed, but the weather hasn't. Like, (laughs) no, it's clearly a very unique situation that these states have on their hands, where if you go outside for 30 minutes, you are at risk of getting frostbite.
0: Losing extremities.
1: In 30 minutes. Yeah. It's not,
0: oh, you're going to get the chills, huh? You're gonna get some some goosebumps because it's cold on your skin.
1: Chilly willy. (laughs) Yeah. No. Uh, Very upsetting. Come
0: on, man.
1: But I hope that my mood has not um ruined your marriage. You haven't
0: dampered my good times. Alright, good. I'm filled with joy. Good. Good. Filled with joy and
1: Have you been disconnected from the news today? Or actually what's going I have. On? I oh. was in the grand
0: jury well, room. That explains
1: all, a lot. All
0: goddamn day.
1: That explains everything.
0: <laughs> actually. Yeah, I've been dealing with the horrors. Mm. Of the criminal justice system.
1: Tell us all about it. So what were the cases today? (laughs) Secret grand jury proceedings. You're so good. You're so good about
0: that. Cannot do it. One of these days, I'll get you.
1: One of these days, I'll get you. Maybe I'll secretly call you on FaceTime, and then um, you'll be talking about it to yourself, and it will record your conversation. Oh, because that's the thing
0: that's happening, too.
1: Yeah, like a 14-year-old found uh, a glitch. In the
0: Look at you just surreptitiously hitting all these points that are able to be like segues.
1: Well, I wasn't even planning on talking about it. I honestly didn't read a lot about it, so I'm <laughs> I'm kind of nervous to be talking about it. But if some 14-year-old like called his friend on FaceTime and realized that he could hear his friend's conversation.
0: Yeah, You don't there's somehow that you do it. They're mm-hmm. patching it right now, but there's somehow that like I I guess a series of buttons or a series of something that you clip. Save your Spider-Man emails, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm fucking it up.
1: But, but Spider there's emails.
0: something that you're that you that you're able to have this happen. And if you FaceTime someone, whether or fucking not they answer the call. They can hear you. You can hear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can be like, oh, shit, Jerry's on the fucking phone. Fuck this fucker. <laughs> and then you're hearing them talk about you. You're Jerry. <laughs> Wow! I'm like ah, oh, he's calling me again. What a little bitch! Yeah. And then it's they know.
1: Yeah, that would be hard to get out of. I think
0: one time.
1: Uh oh. One time. Here we go.
0: One time, I was having lunch with my buddy mm-hmm. in Boise, mm-hmm. and I get a call from somebody. Okay. And
1: you you see who it is on the phone? Yeah, I see okay. who it is
0: on the phone, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I say to my friend, "Uh, huh, blah, 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 I don't want to bug a dog. Okay. And then I like click on the cell phone send them to send them a voicemail yeah and then I get a text and they say hey I'm right across the street watching you right now Ooh. I was like oh yeah we're just getting ready to eat lunch I can't talk right now hoping that they didn't see me
1: like rolling your eyes and be a total asshole you like threw your forehead into your hands and bent over like you couldn't even handle that it, they were calling you it may
0: have been that bad yeah yeah, it may happen. You
1: just threw middle fingers in the air for no reason and started <laughs> twirling around. They're like, wow, he's really having a reaction to this phone yeah. call right now. <laughs> Did they notice, though? Did they eventually say something? I I don't remember middle fingers in the air. I mean, I'm just imagining uh, what you would do. I, I don't and remember. Because,
0: I mean, this has been probably 15 years ago. Yeah. But... Uh, I remember being very paranoid, like really trying to brush it off. It might have been one of those situations where they knew and I hoped they didn't know. Mm. But neither one. We were both embarrassed about the situation. Them, that they were being completely treated like shit. And me, (sighs) that I was being a dick. And I got caught.
1: Mm. Well, lesson learned, everybody. Although, I would kind of like to hear these stories from the audience as well. If they've been like caught saying something or... Maybe they've also experienced the glitch, but they didn't get famous because they're not a 14 year old who found it.
0: Yeah. Like you think you hung up, but Mm -hmm. you're still talking shit or like a butt dial Mm -hmm. and you're talking about the person you butt dial, something like that. You
1: know what I have done multiple times? Listen
0: to an entire butt dial call? No. Voicemail? I've done that a million times. Is be
1: like venting via text message about something that happened and then I send it to the person that I'm like talking about.
0: Oh, you've done that. Yeah.
1: That's happened to me like three times. Wow. Yeah.
0: Lesson learned, everybody. After three? So listen, we would love to hear if you have some stories like this, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email all of these moments in a voice memo from your smartphone to it at dollamore.com. Speaking of the contact, you look like you had something to say.
1: Well, I was just going to say that I think part of it is like me being bad at lying You know, like in third grade. You're a
0: terrible liar.
1: In third grade, I went up to my teacher and I said I was going to be absent for these days or whatever. And, you know, I grew up in such... a
0: days in the future.
1: Yeah, I grew up in such a weird household that I was like always afraid to say or do anything because I didn't know like when the axe was going to come down.
0: Hashtag raised by wolves. And
1: um, so I told her, because I didn't know if it would be okay that I told her that we were going on vacation, that we were going on a road trip. I didn't, oh, I right. didn't know if that would be allowed. So I said, oh, I'm going to be sick.
0: <laughs> it's a planned illness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and things have not improved since that day. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you just avoid it. Yes. If if you ever want, if if you ever think Brittany is like that, was a real weird. That's because Brittany's lying to you, and she's just (laughs) terrible at it. Anyway, speaking of the contact information, as previously mentioned, Mm -hmm. we do have a couple of calls that I want to get to before we move on with the big show.
3: Hey, Brittany. Hey, Jeffrey. This is Henry from Round Rock, Texas. And first, like, I apologize. I haven't been on the Hangouts in forever. The girls are doing good. Uh, and second, I had just little two things that Jesse said uh, that I want to push back against just a little bit. I know we're all on the same team, but uh, coming as a business owner for 18 years, um, capitalism is really not the best way to organize society. Uh, there's definitely more ways that we can investigate you know, our relationships to each other outside of a system that basically makes it, yeah, I guess uh, wonderful if you're the king of the hill, and you know, I think we have uh, a lot of ability to be creative about situations where you know everybody gets a actual fair chance um, to you know live the best life that they can. And I really don't think that capitalism is going to be that way going forward. And also, I don't necessarily believe that capitalism. Spurs a lot of innovation, necessarily. Uh, We've got a long way <laughs> in this world without that system in place. But just you know, let me know what you think on that. And then the second part, probably more important, is the billionaire thing. There should—I don't think that <laughs> there is a positive correlation that's necessary with being a billionaire and having ethics. And in fact, you know. The system of having money as an economic um, exchange, you know, that has a lot of limitations. And at some point, you know, when you use money just to survive and then to take burdens out of, you know, normal day-to-day life, you know, the more and more you get, it magically converts itself just to, I don't need any more, but this is a system where I can attain as much power as possible in the society. So there has to be, I think, in an ethical society, a limitation on the maximum wealth one person can accumulate because, I mean, $10 million, I don't know who can spend $10 million in a year. And, you know, know, the lies that are told on the other side really speak volumes. But either way, I love you guys. Hopefully I didn't... step on any toes, and I know hopefully we'll get a little bit of discussion out of it. Y'all take it easy. Peace.
0: Henry from Austin.
1: Doesn't that make you miss Henry?
0: A lot. Yes. For sure. Listen, Henry's a long time, very loyal, beautiful human being. Mm -hmm. There's nothing... I don't think that he could tell me to fuck straight off to my face, and I'd be like, the fuck that guy. (laughs) I'd still be like, yeah, I must uh. I must have done something really wrong (laughs) for Henry to be so mad. Yes. So uh, let me me address a couple of these points. Mm -hmm. Let's address the latter first since it's fresh in my head. And that's, I think there is something to be said about an ethical or moral system where we allow, that the system allows, not we, I don't want to use the word we, that the system allows people to become insane billionaires one that's why i would for sure support a marginal tax rate mm-hmm. that after your 10 millionth mm-hmm. dollar every dollar thereafter is taxed at 70 percent mm-hmm. and up until 10 million it's taxed at a normal tax rate i would even say that 10 million is a, a pretty high bar mm-hmm. maybe even back that down to 5 million
1: mm-hmm
0: and I think that there are ways that we could tax what.
1: I just I'm thinking of that meme that's been going around about the proposed marginal tax rates. Oh, uh, um, I know which one you're talking about. And then about. it says like people who make under fifty thousand dollars, and it's like a woman like screaming and like crying, yeah, because just she's so angry, very about upset about it. the yeah. marginal
0: tax rate. She makes fifty grand a year.
1: Yeah, it was. It's funny.
0: <laughs> if you haven't seen it, Google it. By the way, that was the, that's my childhood. That's how I was raised. It's- the government's trying to fuck us. Are they really cuz you're bare you're not even middle class if you it, make 50 grand.
1: It is weird, you know, to have people arguing on behalf of billionaires. <laughs> like, yeah. No guys, no. We can't take their money, okay? No, you just stop thinking about that. Uh, okay. Uh, why? Look,
0: I know Charles Schultz yeah. doesn't know <laughs> Howard. Howard Schultz. Char- I think Charles Schultz is the. He's probably one too, yeah. I think he he, he created the peanuts. Oh. <laughs> That's Charlie Brown guy, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Charles Schultz was uh, Secretary of State under Reagan, maybe.
1: Anyway, it fuck sounds you like guys. a powerful name. Look,
0: fuck you guys. There's a lot of Schultz out there that are powerful.
1: It's Charles, powerful name. So,
0: Howard Schultz. Yeah. They're sticking up for the guy. Maybe we should just edit all this out. It's not going to happen. That guy doesn't know how much a box of Cheerios is. Listen, everybody. Yeah. He needs to be... We we can't tax him too much. Oh,
1: my God. Are we going to be playing that clip, or can I just talk about it?
0: Uh, We're going to play it. Okay. So, anyway, listen. Yeah. So so in a system, in an ethical, moral system, the kind of place that I want to live, a society that I want to live... I think it would be a better system if we if we didn't prohibit, but we inhibited mm-hmm. Ooh. people to be able to become that insanely rich. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the government's gonna have to do a lot better fucking job of being stewards of the people's money. So when you are taking that tremendous amount of percentage away from rich people in the way of taxes, that you need to do something good with that money don't fucking bri- build bridges to nowhere and insane stupid government programs that are so e- easily assailable now to the capitalism thing and and i'm sure it was only because you know people only have three minutes and they got to get to what they got to get to but there was a lot of this from henry no capitalism isn't the best system there's a lot of other systems that would be way better And then nothing. No examples of what would be better than capitalism. Because if you look at Denmark and Norway, it's still capitalism. It's not some true utopic socialism like Republicans act like it is. Mm -hmm. They still have businesses that compete with one another and And innovate and create things, you know?
1: But when you talk about, what, like when you said, for example, on the show last time, which was probably like a trigger for people, uh, that you're a capitalist, that doesn't mean that you're a proponent of unfettered
0: capitalism. I think I said that very thing. Oh, okay. No, I I do. I think I said that very thing. Not unfettered capitalism. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's like fucking Ayn Rand, just ah, oh, we're just gonna eat the poor and take advantage of everyone. And if I want to put strychnine in the milk, fuck you! You must be careful. No, we need regulatory <laughs> um, mechanisms, was and that, we need-
1: was that quote taken directly from the Fountainhead?
0: No, I just <laughs> it's a you know, I just have this this my life dream is to create a a dairy farm where I just poison everyone. No. <laughs> Got it. No. So, uh, you know, there has to be regulatory um, mechanisms in place to ensure a fair system. Antitrust laws, which we've gotten away from. Now we've got a system where AT&T owns the cell phone and then they bought DirecTV. They're now and there's several of these companies that are doing the same thing.
1: Mm hmm.
0: The the federal government needs to step back, get back into, listen, remember when they they, they laid the hammer down on Microsoft for having a monopoly, even though there were several web browsers out there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't they were the only one. We need to get back to a system where we start putting the hammer down. Maybe Facebook is next. Maybe they're one of those companies. I'm not saying start with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Zuck, if you're listening.
1: All right, so Henry will have to call back in, and because we want to hear from Henry, obviously it was good to hear from him, and um, then he can uh, respond to you playing the crickets.
0: Well, no, I just what system is? What exactly? What does it look like? Paint a picture for me, because I'm not talking about. Un- We're not going to go through it again. Anyway, we love you, Henry. We adore you. We're very glad the girls are doing well. Mm -hmm. All right. Next call. Speaking of Kentucky, Brittany Page.
2: Hey, Jesse, Brittany. This is David from Louisville, Kentucky. Also, apparently. Hi, Robin. Uh, I was calling about, I don't know if there is or if there should be a proposal for, uh, like, a dirty hands micro tax credit. Because, like, I feel if you're putting your back into shit, if you're putting your hands into your work, that shouldn't be taxed as heavily as, like, the Jeff Bezos kind of style or the desk job kind of style, half my work being desk work. Uh, it just occurred to me that, like, if your physical body and also your time uh, is making the money as opposed to money making the money or your business making the money, you shouldn't be taxed as heavily, and I don't know if that is a thing or should be a thing. If it's not, I feel like it should be. Uh, the other side is I should probably do a 101 from like how stuff works or something about the different kinds of taxes we have because I never really thought about it. Sales tax and income tax, doesn't that pretty much cover it? Because we also have property tax like, and you can maybe avoid your business, like if you have an online store or whatever, you avoid property tax. You can avoid some of these things. You can avoid a gas tax if your car's electric or you don't do that kind of work. But if you, there, I feel like if you balance the income tax and the sales tax, that pretty much covers anywhere money is flowing. I know you're not an economist, as said in a recent episode, but I was just curious. Thanks for your time. Love you guys' show. Bye.
1: Was that a low-key promotion for the bonus episode with Robert Frank?
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Or even Mercer Baradaran. Oh, yeah. Talking a little bit about this issue. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've changed my mind. I am an economist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's how that works. So listen, um, David, there's all kinds of different taxes. you got excise taxes, which usually comes in the form of like a gas tax. That's what kind of tax that is. You have the estate tax, which when you die, they tax your estate and, and, and pass that on. Um there's 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 the capital gains tax, which is money you earn from investments. Mm, the, so
1: many taxes. There is
0: property tax, which doesn't just take the form of, of of taxing your land and the value of it each year. It also is in many states, Virginia being one, where you pay a tax on your assets, like your car and certain certain property, like that real property. Um, of course, there's sales tax, and then income tax though isn't. It is different than those others because income tax, income is considered like an exchange. A company who pays you isn't doing you a fucking favor. You're not profiting from that. Income from that is a direct equal exchange for the work you've done. That's not profit. Mm -hmm. That's why income tax was such a new thing with the 16th Amendment. It, it, It wasn't up to that point. It had never been. um, We had to amend the Constitution in order to tax income. Mm -hmm. And that's because it isn't like a profit. It's an equal exchange. I'm going to do this much work. And for that work, I'm going to get this equal amount of money for it. Mm -hmm. You know, anyway. um, As far as this proposal, I don't. What's the shitty thing you want to say?
1: Well, I was just sitting here thinking, as <laughs> as an expert on taxes, because I've been filing taxes for so long that part of my username on my tax software is Brittle's. <laughs>
0: um, wow, that says something. Yeah. So you've been you've been paying taxes since you were like a four year old child.
1: Exactly. Since
0: you were such a kid that Brittle's.
1: Oh, Brittle's! I love Brittle's. Yep.
0: With a heart <laughs> over the eye.
1: My tax software. <laughs> How I logged into my tax software.
0: Just yesterday.
1: Good times. <laughs> your Brittles. Yeah.
0: The IRS. Yeah. They would call you up. Ring-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding. Uh, excuse me. We like to speak to Brittle0101. <laughs> uh, we've got a problem. We need to audit her.
1: <laughs> oh. Yep. That's how it's going to go down.
0: So, um, back in... To what I was talking about, Sorry. To, to, answer, to answer David's question, mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work. Like a, a Mike Rowe kind of a tax, that if you're putting your back into something,
4: mm-hmm.
0: you're digging a ditch, th- there already is kind of that. Because if you're, we don't have any billionaires digging ditches, we don't have any millionaires digging ditches who are making, you know, mm-hmm. $20,000 an hour. Mm-hmm. They're already being taxed at a lesser rate for their labor. Now, There is an argument to be made that, you know, a lot of billionaires have all these loopholes and effectively end up not paying anything because of their losses in business like Donald Trump has proven to have done.
1: Well, maybe there there could be something with like a, you know, a, tac- a, a credit that you could get. Um, like if you can get educational credits, you can get credit for paying rent. Yeah. You know, you can get these sure. different kinds of credits and maybe there could be some sort of blue collar credit where if you have spent a certain amount of time, like more than half the year. Um, working with your hands or doing hard labor or something like that, you could get an extra credit.
0: Yeah, but think about the, the the other occupations. And I know he hasn't set policy and I'm not picking apart some defined policy that he's written. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I say, a telemarketer, as much as we love telemarketers, they're not breaking their backs. They're breaking my balls when they call me during dinner time.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: that was a good one right off the top of my head. I, mm. or, or, or some other some other jo- job uh-huh. that's not necessarily um labor intensive physical labor and they're not making a bunch of money yeah so I, I I think we've got a good system in place relative to the tax brackets it just needs to be expanded to where the super wealthy pay their fucking fair share because even if you look at uh, from a like a carbon a carbon footprint standpoint, the super wealthy are 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 way. Doing, doing more damage to the environment than, than poor people.
1: Yeah, I think Leonardo DiCaprio has been criticized for this because he leads the charge on environmental issues and he flies around in his private jet. But he was recently photographed flying commercial.
0: Oh, well, maybe he's changing the, his so tune. So there you go. Yeah.
1: Improvements. That's all it takes is a little bit of internet shame.
0: Yeah, a little bit of internet shame goes a long, long way. Just a sprinkling. Brittany Page. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's... Uh, oh, let's get a couple things out of the way before we move on. Let's do. Um, I woke up the other day to a message from a listener, Paul, from uh-huh. Texas. Yep. The loyal, lovely, beautiful Paul. Yep. And he was like, hey, uh, Jesse D, <laughs> do you have a... I'm paraphrasing the conversation.
1: Mm, I think you're reading it. <laughs> I think this is exactly what's <laughs> in. On, on
0: my Manila, my legal pad here. Yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting ready to read more. Yeah. Uh it's serious. I- hey uh Jesse D. hmm Is there a Discord Would you be interested in having a Discord for the for the for the for the listeners? Yes. And I didn't know what Discord was.
1: Yeah, it's like a chat server type thing.
0: I'm going to let you explain it so you can get the Spider-Man emails because uh, I'm not going to be able to do it.
1: Well, it's like a chat room. It's like a
0: gamer thing though, right?
1: Yeah, but... I. We aren't a game, and people probably aren't going to be talking a lot about a game. i tell you what. We're not it, a game, but it's like a chat room. Yeah, so you, you go and you yeah. join and this link. voice
0: chat and type chat.
1: Yes. And you go and join this link, and if you're a Patreon supporter, you get a special flair, and you get special recognition in the Discord server so that you get recognized as a supporter of the show. That's right. And that, that flair is available for any dollar amount per month. So um, people have been chatting in there. It's... Difficult for me to figure out because I <laughs> am the worst.
0: It's like more complicated than Reddit, even though Reddit shouldn't be complicated. I'm it, it is kind of a dumb not guy.
1: more complicated than Reddit. Reddit is the most complicated website on really, the internet. yes. Wow.
0: Okay. Well, so here's the deal. We're gonna put a link to the Discord server in the show notes. If you are interested, I encourage you to go check it out. Um, it's a good time. I, I've been in there a, a few times and you know mix it up with the listener, a little chatty chat. Oh my god! Um, what?
1: Chatty chat. Well,
0: chatty chat. Yeah. So th- there will be a link in the show notes. We- we'd encourage you to go check that out. The other thing is, I am a nats ass away from one hundred thousand subscribers on the YouTube. Yep. If you have not subscribed to me yet on YouTube, one, you're fucking dead to me, and you're banned from the show. But two, if you decide to stick around even post ban, uh, go subscribe to me on, on YouTube because I would love to get over that hurdle because I can finally consider myself an actual YouTuber. Yeah, with a hundred thousand subscribers, it's gonna be
1: official around here.
0: Oh, official. Speaking of official, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow we're going to send out the the new newsletter mm-hmm. to that specific tier of Patreon. Yeah, so be looking for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that it? We also, it is the last day to send in your questions for the AMA, the Ask Me Anything episode. So if you are a Patreon supporter of any amount, you received a message via Patreon, make sure you download the app or use your computer to go log on and look for that message and respond to it with a question that you would like us to answer. We did one of these before. And uh, I think some of the people sending in questions did not listen to that one because we're getting some repeat questions. That is okay. I'm just letting you know that we did one of these before. And you can go back through um, on Patreon and search for it, um, the AMA episode and listen to it. And we're excited about it. We have one new Patreon supporter, Nicholas. Nicholas, and then that MF Wolf,
0: that MF Wolf
1: raised their pledge amount.
0: That is also fantastic.
1: It is fantastic. So, like we said, that newsletter is going to be going out um, by on the last day of the month, and we put it together. It's the first one. Give us a break. Yeah, cut us
0: some fucking slack, haters. <laughs> um,
1: I'm trying to figure out the, the MailChimp and doing the design. And <laughs> um, design is not something that I care about or am good at. Or so do, you, do you think
0: you don't care about it because you're not good at it?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think it's part of the being raised by wolves, so um, right. it was never a skill that I practiced. So um anyway, tell us what you want to see, though. Respond to that newsletter. You could just respond, reply to the email, and um, it will show up in comments for me on the MailChimp, and you could say, I hated this, I liked this, do more of this, put this in there. You get the point.
0: <laughs> you get the point. Yeah. The other thing is, um we haven't talked about it in a long time, but- There's all kinds of merch at dollamore.info, T-shirts and bullshit like that. We would love to have you sport, promote the show via merch. Uh, It is a good time, and it also goes towards supporting your favorite show, you know, know, Sam Harris podcast, whatever he's calling it this week. Mm. (laughs) So let's do this. Let's mix up the show and do things a little out of order today. And, uh, experiment. What do you say? It's the asshole of today.
1: Um, anti vax parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a measles outbreak.
0: Unbelievable now to new fears about the growing measles outbreak. A state of emergency has been declared in Washington state as the number of confirmed cases climbs to 35. Our chief national correspondent Matt Gutman, is in Vancouver, Washington with the latest. Good morning, Matt.
5: Hey, good morning, Michael. And to put all of that into context, before this outbreak, Clark County here hadn't seen a single case of the measles in eight years. And this outbreak is expected to grow largely because of the exposures you just mentioned at the Trailblazers Arena and at the airport. I'm told there could be dozens of people walking around with the measles whose symptoms have not yet presented. Now, the measles is spectacularly contagious. It can linger in the air for two hours after an infected person has left the room. It's one of the reasons that we've seen the number of cases nationwide triple just since last year. In New York state alone, there are 180 cases. I'm told that most of those cases are people who have not had their children vaccinated, George. And one thing that's important, if you do think you have the measles, do not go to the emergency room. You could infect others. Just call your doctor first.
6: It makes a lot of sense. OK, Matt, thanks very much.
0: Think
5: about that. This illness, this disease is
0: so contagious that if you think you have it, they say, hey, don't go to the emergency room. Think about not only the fact that you are putting yourself in danger if you're not vaccinated, but you're putting just regular kids in danger. But think about premature babies. That if you pass this on and it gets on somebody's clothes, they'll take it home to their their vulnerable child. Someone with an immunodeficiency. Don't be an asshole. Don't be a conspiracy theory asshole vaccinate you and your kids herd immunity is a real thing a very important thing
1: yeah well so it's an airborne thing yes right and it's a nightmare
0: for you sneezy mcgee yeah who sneeze
1: no well even breathing so (laughs) you know it's not good uh yeah
0: no you're i'm yeah uh
1: but you're contagious four days before and, before you show any symptoms right and then four days after the onset of the rash that you get so Ugh. for a for a substantial amount of time yeah you can be infecting people and have no idea that you're infecting people. So it is really terrifying, especially I mean it's it's preventable you know but the Christian cavalaries of the world and whoever else these these people are that you know it's it's typically like rich people
0: it really is.
1: Right. I mean, when you look at in these communities, like rich people in San Francisco, they have like the lowest vaccination rates.
0: Yeah. Lower than many like third world African nations where they don't because of no access.
1: Right. So you have the money, you have the resources, you have the access to education. There should be no reason that this is happening.
0: Yeah. Avocado toast isn't going to heal you. It's not going to inoculate you. Get it done. Anyway, asshole today. Mm. Good times. Dilemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So we talked about last time Roger Stone has been indicted on seven charges. Five charges of lying to federal investigators. One charge of uh, obstruction of justice and one charge of, help me out. Uh,
1: Witness tampering?
0: That is right. Brittany Page with the save. Mm. With the assist. I'll I'll say assist.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Well, he is back in court and has entered a not guilty plea after making the rounds on the media doing a bunch of interviews. We begin the hour with Roger Stone in court again. Stone's lawyers, a little under an hour ago, entering a plea of not guilty to
6: seven separate charges brought by the Russia Special Counsel. Lying to Congress, obstruction of justice, and witness tampering. Today's hearing lasted a little less than 15 minutes. We'll see Stone in court again, though, on Friday, 1.30 p.m., in front of his trial judge, Judge Amy Berman Jackson. The normally talkative Stone, dressed in a blue suit, blue tie, and a blue pocket square, said nothing. Not on his way in or on his way out of court. CNN's Sarah Murray is outside the courthouse in Washington. Uh, Sarah, the government here proceeding with its case says it's a complex case. Uh, Take us inside the proceeding and what that means.
4: That's right. I mean, it means it could be a while until we get to trial. But as you pointed out, it won't be long before we see both sides in court again. This was just the magistrate judge who was here to do the arraignment. They were all in and out within about 15 minutes. Uh, Roger Stone's attorneys officially entered his not guilty plea, but both sides are due back in court on Friday afternoon. That's when we're going to get a better idea of what issues I think are going to be at play in this case as both sides prepare for trial. Now, we expected Roger Stone to come out and speak to the cameras after this appearance in court. He did not do so. He appeared to flash a a Nixon victory V sign from some people who were able to snap photos on his way out. And then he took off. There were a number of protesters here chanting traitor, chanting lock him up, playing back in the USSR on a speaker. Uh, So it was certainly an interesting reception for him here at the courthouse. But uh, as you point out, John, we don't know all that much about what this case is going to look like. There's still a possibility, too, that prosecutors could bring additional charges against Stone. So we'll see what's ahead in the coming weeks and months.
0: We'll see what's ahead. Maybe we learn a little bit more when we get that Friday hearing with the trial judge, Sarah Murray, outside the courthouse on this important day. Appreciate that.
1: Something important to note is that Roger Stone is wearing a shirt that says Roger Stone did nothing wrong. (laughs) So if you aren't sold on what you've been hearing, please know that that shirt is one that he's wearing.
0: So he really didn't even need to to enter a a formal guilty plea. He just pointed a shirt. Yes. (laughs) I wonder when
1: he had that made, by the way. When, did, when was that made?
0: He ran down to the t-shirt print place or wherever the fuck?
1: Well, I mean... How, or you think he
0: already had it done in preparation for being indicted?
1: Well, it's just... Yeah. Like, I'm a little suspicious of it. Because I don't have shirts that are like, Brittany Page did not commit robbery.
0: Maybe we should do a mock-up of it for, for, for dollamore.info, for the Teespring site. Yeah. Roger Stone did do everything wrong. Hmm. That's, that's an sounds that's like an a idea. Terrible idea.
1: That's an idea. So <laughs> It's it's one. It, it is an idea.
0: Yeah. You know, not a good or bad idea, just it's an idea.
1: It exists. So
0: <laughs> It exists. It does exist. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders
1: Mhm. God Gave, something related to God
0: gave gave a a, a press briefing mm-hmm. the first in like forty one days or something perfect and she was asked a couple of questions about this specifically one being that has any indicted person had any ind- any of these individuals had any contact with uh, your boss the president
4: so
7: um there are several people that are now indicted um that have some kind of connection to either the campaign or the president have these people tried to make contact with the president via their mutual friends i'm not aware of any contact from those individuals john
0: thanks a lot sarah wow very uh bold answer
1: Thanks a lot, Sarah. <laughs>
0: lot of, lot of details there, mm-hmm. but she wasn't she di- wasn't able to avoid these type of questions because the Roger Stone questions were peppered in there throughout. But there's a segment where um, it was a, a couple of minutes, including some some Jim Acosta specifically about Roger Stone and the possibility of a presidential pardon, and uh, they gave. Uh, For me, a shockingly direct answer or a shockingly not evasive answer.
7: Sarah, thank you. Just to follow up quickly on your answer to Hallie, you said, I'm not aware of that when asked if the president had ruled out a pardon. For Roger Stone so does that mean he hasn't ruled out a pardon uh, again I, I'm not aware of any conversation even regarding that uh, or a need for it can you guarantee, uh, Sarah yes, Sarah, yes. Sarah just to follow up can you guarantee that the president won't pardon Roger stone again I'm not going to talk about hypotheticals that are just ridiculous of things I haven't Ruby talked about
4: said you know, so ahead. never president, thought I would
7: uh, be uh, shutting down one reporter
4: to go to Joe Acosta, <laughs> but, but here we are
7: Ruby said over the <laughs> weekend Sarah that Working with WikiLeaks should be considered a crime. Does the President agree? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part. Marco Rubio said over the weekend that working with WikiLeaks should be considered a crime. Does the president agree? Uh, look, I think every single outlet that are that you all represent uh, looked for and searched for information that WikiLeaks was providing, including reporting on it. Uh, so I think there's a responsibility by working members of the media. I, I'm not aware of anybody uh, here ever working with WikiLeaks in any capacity, but I do know that every uh, individual that represents a media organization here. Looked for that information. Most of you reported on that information, uh, so I think you're just as accountable as anybody else in that process. Jim, go ahead.
8: If I can jump in,
0: we're going to pause it there. One. So as far as the not uh, backing away, she she just they're they're not they're not denying at all that there could be a pardon mm-hmm. for Roger Stone. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing there, listen. A reporter chasing down leads relative to a a, a conspiracy against the United States government is not equal to a presidential candidate using information obtained by a foreign hostile power and their intelligence service against their opponent. Mm -hmm. A presidential candidate doesn't equal a journalist tracking down a story. Dipshit, Huckabee. Come on. Now let's get to Jim Acosta. Roger Stone last week, Paul Manafort, Michael Cohen, Michael
8: Flynn. Are you concerned? Is the president concerned that as more and more of his associates, former aides, are brought into this investigation, are indicted, plead guilty in this investigation, that this presidency is in danger?
7: Uh, not at all. In fact, I think nothing could be further from the truth. The more that this goes on, <laughs> the more and more we see that none of these things have anything to do with the president. Uh, in Roger Stone's case, the charges of that indictment have literally nothing to do uh, with the president and have to do with his communications with Congress. Um, so, in fact, I think the further we get into the process, the more and more we see that this has nothing to do with you President want to Trump. Follow yeah. okay. up on that, sure.
2: Sure. if
8: I may. Um, and can you assure the American people that uh, during these conversations that, that Roger Stone had with uh, with WikiLeaks uh, and individuals who were tied to the dumping of that material, that, that, that at no time the President had any interactions with Roger Stone, uh, that, uh, that nobody close to the President had interactions with Roger Stone who may have uh, told the President what was going on in those conversations? All of this, when it comes to Roger Stone, is a complete uh, surprise to the president. He didn't know about any of this. Is that what you're saying?
7: Uh, what I can tell you is that the president did nothing wrong throughout this process, and the charges uh, of the indictment against Mr. Stone have absolutely nothing to do with the president. Uh, Take yeah. one
1: last question. see. So that's the talking point. You hear it because it is Constantly.
0: She just said it three times inside of 90 seconds.
1: Yes. And I I have to give credit where credit is due. And Olivia Newsy tweeted a fantastic tweet about this. She said, I can't wait. maybe one day I will understand how the political activities of individuals associated with Donald Trump's campaign had nothing to do with Donald Trump or his campaign.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. The, the more <laughs> this goes on, the more we see it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Saying it doesn't make it so. Yeah. Because, first of all, just because there's five charges of lying to federal authorities. First of all, why is he lying if he did nothing wrong? Mm-hmm. One charge of obstruction of justice and one charge of intimidating a witness, witness tampering. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that those things don't have anything specifically to do with the Russia element is because they're trying to squeeze this motherfucker. They're trying to get him to flip on the president to give up information to make a deal to bring down people above him. And if he doesn't. Those charges will likely be brought just because these seven charges have been brought now doesn't mean they are the totality of the investigation. There's all kinds of shit coming down the pike as we witnessed with uh, Manafort and he's not even done yet. So get the fuck out of here with this. Yes. I'm being stupid.
1: Well, and I, I, I like how she ended it. She said, uh, I'll see you guys like later or something, or I'll see you guys next time. And I think that was like a surreptitious dig, right? Uh, about how she hasn't been there yeah. for, for 40 days.
0: Yeah, unbelievable.
1: And kind of like rubbing their faces in it. Like, I don't have to do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm out here after 41 days. I don't have to be here. And I'm not going to be here for a while. See you guys later. See you soon.
0: She's the smuggest person I've ever seen. Well, other than Donald Trump. The most smug. The most smug person I've ever seen with the least reasons to be smug. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, there's zero justification for it. Mm -hmm. But she is just fucking up on her high horse, you know? Yeah, it must be nice. So, speaking of up on their high horse, Mm. Howard. Is it Howard Schultz? Howard Schultz. Wh- what is wrong with me?
1: I'm not sure, but he is the CEO of Starbucks. Yeah,
0: it was. I think he, he stepped down.
1: Okay. And he is a billionaire. And uh, do you know what his net worth is? I don't. I think it's like three
0: something. You you should look it up while I'm. I would be shocked if it's only three, but I'm going to I'll set the clip while you're while you're uh...
1: the Google says three point four billion. All right.
0: Well, that four. that point, four billion goes a long way.
1: And he you're right. He was the CEO of Starbucks from 1986 to 2000 and again from 2008 to 2017, as well as its executive chairman from 2017 to 2018.
0: So he is not committed yet to running for president, but he's sure making the rounds right now. And not only is he making the rounds, but it's an odd strategy that he's... that he's. Appe- it seems to me that he's, he's hedging his bets that, well, I'm going to run for president. If I win, great. If I don't, at least a Democrat won't get in there and raise my taxes kind of a thing. Because every position he's floating out there isn't that of a Democrat. It's that of a Republican saying he's an independent. Listen to him here talk about Kamala Harris and her position about uh, Medicare for all, health care for all, universal health care, calling it un-American. We're back with our politics lead this morning. Two potential 2020 presidential candidates suggested that Senator Kamala Harris has run too far to the left. In her CNN town hall meeting with Iowa Democrats last night, Senator Harris called for Medicare for all legislation that would end private health insurance companies and put the government in charge of a universal health care system. The debate quickly highlighted a chasm between the liberal and moderate voices that aim to defeat President Trump. CNN's Ryan Nobles picks up our coverage.
6: Former Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz today launched a direct attack at California Senator Kamala Harris after she endorsed a Medicare for All health care plan during a CNN town hall in Iowa Monday night.
4: And the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care. And you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Let's eliminate all of that. Let's move on.
8: Well, you just played uh, Senator Harris is saying she wants to abolish the insurance industry. That's that's not correct. That's not American. We're, what's next? What, what industry are we going to abolish next? The coffee industry? <laughs>
6: the billionaire coffee magnate says he's considering an independent presidential bid
8: because Democrats have moved too far to the left on policy. In order to run as a Democrat today, you have to fall in line with free Medicare for everybody, free, free college for everybody, a free job for everybody. Today in New Hampshire, former New York
6: City Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who's weighing a potential presidential bid as a Democrat, also took a whack at Senator Harris's proposal.
5: I, I think you could never afford that. You're talking about trillions of dollars.
6: Harris isn't the only one backing Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill. She joins other 2020 candidates, including Senator Elizabeth Warren and Kirsten Gillenbrand, as well as potential contender Cory Booker. It's a divide between the progressive and moderate wings of the party that will play out in the coming months. Schultz, whose possible independent run has sparked concerns among Democrats it could help the president by splitting the anti-Trump vote. Don't
2: help elect Trump,
0: you egotistical billionaire... (laughs)
6: He's <laughs> not limiting his criticism to down. just health care. He also took aim at Warren's plan to tax the assets of Americans
8: worth more than $50 million. When I see Elizabeth Warren uh, come out with you know, a ridiculous plan of taxing wealthy people a surtax of 2% because it makes a good headline or sends out a tweet when she knows for a fact that it's not something that's ever going to be passed, Th- this is what's wrong. The Massachusetts senator fired back on Twitter,
6: writing Schultz's potential campaign was a ridiculous attempt to buy the presidency. And while Schultz and Bloomberg are warning the Democratic candidates to ease up a bit on their populist policy pitches, the field as it currently stands shows no sign of backing down. These hot-button issues like free college, free health care, even a $15 minimum wage, once thought to be radical, appear to be the starting line in this
0: Democratic primary. So let's talk a little bit about some of this. First of all, Howard Schultz is being a fucking asshole. Oh, Medicare, it's free, free Medicare for everyone, free college, free jobs. What's
1: a free job?
0: I don't know. But they're not free because people pay taxes into the system. And then you got Michael Bloomberg acting like a Medicare for all situation is going to bankrupt America. Well, is all of Europe bankrupted? Is Scandinavia bankrupted? France? I realize that's not Scandinavia, but Canada. Is it? Is it bankrupted? Is Great Britain bankrupted? Is Germany bankrupted? How are they able to do health care for everyone, all of their citizens? Yet we're not. We have the wealthiest, most enormous and strong economy on the globe. And we're not able to do it. Huh. That's very weird. That It's going to just send us into some dystopian future. But everybody else has got it figured out, and they have since World War II.
1: I really want to read this tweet thread about Howard Schultz um, and a gift card that was given, but I feel like it would last too long, and I don't know if it would be funny enough.
0: I want you to read that. That's great. First of all, well, let's do this. There was a little bit of a clip there where there was a guy heckling. (laughs) <laughs> Schultz, the heckling Schultz at like a New York City, like sit down with the CNBC reporter.
1: The, by the way, when you watch the video of it, Howard Schultz turns around and looks into the audience. I don't know if he can see the guy, but he for sure looks at the guy and yeah. maintains eye contact with him. If he can see him.
0: He's very rattled and ha- really had to struggle to get back on track.
1: And the reporter thinks it's funny what's happening. Oh, yeah. He smiles.
8: <laughs> well, let's begin with what I said on national TV last night so I can frame the answer. Uh, What I said last night is that I am seriously considering running for president as a centrist independent. And I wanted to clarify the word independent, which I view uh, merely as a designation on the ballot. Don't
0: help elect Trump, you (laughs) egotistical billionaire (laughs) asshole!
8: Go back to getting
0: ratioed on Twitter! Go back to Davos with the other billionaire elite who think they know
6: how to run the world! That's not what democracy means! We're going to get to that idea and that sentiment (laughs) in just a minute uh, because there is a lot on Twitter today. before we do that, let me. Let, 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 let's go back. Let, let, let's go back and, and let me uh, finish your answer.
8: Yeah. Let me. Uh, uh, you know, I think what this gentleman just said, I, I recognize there is a lot of concern and perhaps misunderstanding. And I hope that this conversation will be quite illuminating and people will understand uh, why I feel so strongly about the direction of the country and how profoundly concerned I am about where we all stand. Having said that, I, I think the question that I've been asking myself for the past year and a half is what kind of country do we want to live in?
0: Yeah. Do we want a country where I'm taxed with a 70% marginal tax rate? Do we want to live in a country where I have a 2% wealth tax imposed upon me? That's the kind of country. Those are the questions I have. Mm-hmm. He's not proposing anything. Yeah. Yeah. For, for middle America, for the middle class. He just seems very concerned that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to tax people like him like they used to. Yes. So before you get to the tweet thread, let's play one more clip, and that's the Cheerios clip.
1: Okay, I want to talk about this.
0: Because I want to finish with the tweet thread, because he is just a fucking asshole.
1: So I have... I've been watching reactions to this He was on Morning Joe With uh, Joe Scarborough and Mika Mika Brzezinski. Crazy
0: Mika with the facelift, the bleeding everywhere at the party.
1: Donald Trump tweeted that. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, in case people don't know, let's just make sure they know. Um, And they asked him, Mika asked him three rapid fire questions. And I want you to pay careful attention to the last question, because that is the Cheerios question. But I've also been seeing people respond and say, well, how about he asks Joe Scarborough how much a suit costs at Macy's? Okay. Okay. Joe Scarborough is not the one running for president. Yeah, right. So we he's understand he's not setting
0: policy for everyday Americans.
1: They are also wealthy and likely out of touch with things. But the one who's running for president or thinking about it, maybe we want to focus on him.
7: Rapid fire. I have three questions, just random. What qualifies you to be president of the United States?
8: What qualifies me to be president of the United States is my life experience. People are going to think it's my Starbucks experience. Mm-hmm. It's what I've learned along the way it's sharing success, it's recognizing that every business decision is not an economic one and it's an understanding, a real understanding That somebody has to restore the promise of America. And what qualifies me is that I will be a leader Mm. of the country (laughs) of all American people that people will trust and admire because I understand. I have walked in their shoes. I'm on both sides of the equation. I'm somebody who has been who is successful. I'm somebody who came from the projects, and I understand the American people.
7: Who is the best Republican president in the past fifty years? Best M. I
8: have great respect for Ronald Reagan, just came from the Ronald Reagan Library. The thing I took away from <laughs> Ronald Reagan aside from all of the wonderful things he did that really struck me, especially compared to the current person who is despicable in the Oval Office, Ronald Reagan never took his jacket off in the Oval Office in eight years. Why? Because of his respect and the dignity of the office. That needs to be restored. How much? Democrat, FDR.
7: How much does an 18-ounce box
8: of Cheerios cost? An 18 ounce box of yeah. Cheerios. Mm-hmm. I don't need Cheerios. Here's the deal. Yeah. You ask us. Yeah. Yeah. How, you know, like budgets for the VA. We're yeah. going to ask you questions. That's nearly one. I don't need. I don't need Cheerios. I'm sorry. Okay. What? It's four Serum. bucks. Is yeah.
0: it four bucks? Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Great. Yeah. Okay. Good.
1: So number one, the laughing. No. Well, they're trying
0: to give him – out. Joe Scarborough is trying to – he feels uncomfortable. He's trying to give him an out.
1: No, Mika immediately started laughing when he reacted the way that he reacted. But if she had just stayed strong – Play it straight. He would have reacted a little bit more maybe. She gave him an out by laughing, okay? And that makes me very unhappy. But even when she said, it's four bucks, he said, oh, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) All right, dude, listen (laughs) – We know you don't think that's a lot. You
0: mean it's not even the price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks? Yeah. (laughs) That's super cheap, bro.
1: Yeah. Did you guys hear me? I said it's a lot. Am I relatable? Okay. All right. Great.
0: Also, let me say this. He grew up in the projects in the 50s. You mean back when they had marginal tax rates at 92% Mm -hmm. in order to help people like him out of his station in life? Yeah. Is that, is that what you mean there, Well, here's,
1: here's what would have been more impressive to me is if he said, well, back when I lived in the projects, a box of Cheerios cost this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that would have been, like, a, a good politician answer.
0: Because if they ask you how much it cost... Make a stab at it, bro. I don't eat Cheerio- Cheerios either, but I could sure fucking tell you roundabout what they cost.
1: Right. you Right. You could tell them brand name cereal versus not brand name cereal. Are we talking about cereal from Trader Joe's or Sprouts? Look, what
0: I, store are we talking about? And I'm not... I could probably get it within a dollar.
1: I could get it exact if you tell me what store it's from and what type of cereal yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, you're not, you're not normal. Well... I'm just saying, I'm going to give the guy some leeway. Had he said $6, I'd have been like, yeah, well, fuck, he's a billionaire. But he At Lucille, least he's got it in the ballpark. He
1: Lucille Bluthed it.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Where he thinks a banana costs $10. Right.
0: It's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10? Yeah. He did for sure Lucille Bluthed it. Yeah. I went, why don't I have that clip ready? You, I fucking Lucille Bluthed it just now. Yeah,
1: you failed. So um, I want to read this. God. <laughs> this tweet thread
0: be- oh yeah the, we're gonna end with the tweet thread because
1: all of these stories now are popping up of people who have interacted with Howard Schultz and particularly when they get a gift from him
0: well like first of all apparently he bought the the Seattle Supersonics mm-hmm. when they before they moved to Oklahoma City to be the Thunder yeah and he gave all the employees mm-hmm not the players, but the you know the the people who work in the the janitors and the people who work in the stadium and stuff. He bought them all. He gave them all gift cards,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like three dollar gift cards or something, like
1: three fifty, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, a shitty. Come on, it you can't even, even you can't
1: even get a gift that's card right. for three fifty. You
0: can't even get a cup of coffee.
1: I don't even think they'll let you get a gift card for three fifty. I think there's like a minimum <laughs> and it's five dollars.
0: So read this tweet thread, which by the way, you need to follow this guy because he's solid
1: at Guy Indoor Kaiser.
0: We'll put it in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Okay, Howard Schultz is in the news, so here's my only Howard Schultz story. Back when I used to work in movie marketing, we did a million-dollar deal to advertise one of our films in every Starbucks location. It was a big initiative for Schultz, so he flew down to L.A. for the meeting. The next day, after everything was signed, Howard's assistant handed me a gift bag and said Howard really enjoyed meeting me. I was stoked. This was the first gift I'd ever been given from a billionaire. I took it back to my office because I didn't want to make any of my colleagues jealous. I opened it up and inside was an assortment of loose tea bags. What the fuck? I dumped them on my desk. (laughs) Dumbfounded. And that's when I saw it. A Starbucks gift card. Unlike any I had ever seen. Covered in shiny foil. This thing caught the light from every angle. It was beautiful. I was sure it was a lifetime gift card. I wondered how many were in existence. Surely less than a hundred. The next day, I took it into Starbucks. I wondered if the barista had ever even seen one in person. I imagined he might have to call his manager over, and his eyes would go wide, and they'd whisper about me in hushed tones while the rest of the employees (laughs) gathered around to gawk at it. I ordered a triple venti soy latte. I slid the magnificent card to the barista and waited for his reaction. I'll never forget his words. You still owe me 15 cents. (laughs) (laughs) To celebrate a million dollar deal, Howard Schultz gave me some loose tea bags and a five dollar gift card. <laughs> I will not be voting for Howard Schultz for president, and I invite all of you to join me
0: once again. God damn!
1: I think there's a uh, a project that you want to talk about related to this. Right? That is right. The at Trainta Pack.
0: Trenta pack, yeah. Like
1: the, uh, didn't they come out with a size like that temporarily, the Trenta? That's a giant. Like 30 ounces, right?
0: Is it 30? Is that what it is? Well,
1: Trenta means 30. Okay,
0: so yeah, the Trenta pack. Trenta pack. So Trenta, political action committee. You can follow them on Twitter, at Trenta pack. And Trenta, Trump. it stands for Trump's re-election. Not today, asshole. And it's a real... Super PAC that you can donate money to, to to withstand, to push back against the candidacy of Howard Schultz. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also go to trentapack.com. All of this information is going to be in the show notes. Um, This is important, because this guy could be a fucking spoiler, because if he splits the anti-Trump vote by putting himself out there as a moderate... That is not going to bode well, because as we witnessed in 2016, there are plenty of people who are gullible enough to fall for something like this.
1: Well, and I also want to note that the Russian troll farms will likely be going to town um, for Howard Schultz to try to do some of that work that you're talking about in splitting the vote. So be careful, I guess, about how much attention you give to those trolls yeah. online yeah. and and probably just try to be aware of a decent amount of, of the pushback against right. people who are criticizing Howard Schultz is going to be from Russian troll
0: farms. So w- this information, as well as everything else we've talked about, will be in the show notes. We invite you to visit this. Uh, support this. Go follow this on Twitter. Um, we... Would love to hear from you. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We love you guys, and we will be back in just a couple days for hashtag third episode. Until then, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dolamore, and this has been I Doubt It.
1: I'm reading this post and I'm, you know, just like stewing in my anger sweat.